Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Hide and Go See Podcast. This is Ryan, and, and over here is Brandon. And this is Brandon. Uh, don't talk anymore. I, I was pretty fast on that. I, was pretty, <laughs> I came in early on my line. Uh, so, what episode is this? Uh, About uh, episode 12, I think. Or 11 or 12. Yeah, 11 and a half. Yeah. 11.5. Who's keeping track, you know? <laughs> um, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to last week's... Not last week's, but the last episode... You know, wasn't on it. Um, I, I listened to it as well, and it was very good. And I liked what you guys talked about. Actually, with Ryan, he was he was really confused. He kept uh, he, he he was trying to, to keep up in the conversation. He would say, he would say stuff, but we wouldn't respond. I, I was trying like to it. call in, but I forgot <laughs> I was listening to a podcast, not a radio show, <laughs> and I was uh, it was just a dumb thing to do. I don't know what I was doing, <laughs> but um, yeah, like the like what I was doing, I was uh, in Shangri La. Um, and that's where, if you didn't see on Instagram, it's a place, a restaurant about, um, two miles away from my work. Uh, uh-huh. and that's where I was looking for the lost Taco Bell within another restaurant. And they were wondering, <laughs> oh, get out of our restaurant. It's two o'clock on a Thursday. And I was like, I want, and, and speaking of Taco Bell, um, so, you know, I love the naked chicken chalupa. We do. We. Uh, I don't think we have covered it, but off air, we we did an extensive re- research about the product. R.I.P. Twenty seventeen to twenty seventeen. Yeah. Uh, there could be a res- pray for a resurrection. You know, maybe eventually. maybe one yeah. day. You know, yeah. just like um, but uh, I loved it, and then went way too fast, and then they replaced it with. I believe they've had it like five billion times before, but the crunch wrap, like the triple double crunch wrap. That's the name of it. It's a, it's yeah. a very strange name. I I. I I, at first I okay. At first I liked it. Second time I right. didn't like it. Third okay. time I didn't really like it. So you kept going. You kept yeah, getting it. I, I kept getting the same thing. <laughs> the fourth time I went on Saturday, I liked it again. Really? So it's a, uh, a, a cyclical. Oh, I, I got you know how I get nervous at drive throughs and I'm like, yeah. oh, what should I get? Uh, and, uh, and then I uh, just get that. Uh, I meant to get something else, but uh, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, and oh no no oh my god uh, this is me this is genuine I'm actually remembering some stupid <laughs> thing that happened bit. in my yeah. life and this isn't a bit I so I got I, I was like um uh, I'll get the yeah uh, traps and they're like okay I'm like uh, okay I went through drive through I was like oh, I didn't really want to get that but whatever they actually did give me the wrong thing they they oh actually gave me the thing I was like I can't remember what it was it was like um. It must be it was it was something decent on like the it was like the five dollar combo menu right right um, yeah yeah and they actually gave me the thing they oh so they're so good at customer service Taco Bell they gave me the thing I was too scared to ask for it <laughs> and I and I asked for they're like oh we know that guy's he's been here like five other times like we know his <laughs> what's he, he doing doesn't, he doesn't no, want he's... like with the triple double crunch wrap so they gave me the other like five dollar combo <laughs> thing and I was like. How do they know me so well? Yeah, and they just winked, and then it did, the talk the about disappeared back into the mountains of Shangri-La. So that was my talk about. That's Shangri-La. what I was doing. That's what I was doing in the talk about. I was trying to find naked chicken chalupa. Got scared. Ordered the wrong thing. The thing I don't really like that much, but ordered anyway. And then I got another thing. Then I ate more. And that was it. So I'll probably go back. And it's a great restaurant, and I highly recommend it. If you've never been to Taco Bell, I don't know why you haven't, but it's a great place. It's a shame. So, uh, getting to, yeah, like I said, we, I love the last episode, and hopefully we're going to have uh, uh, Zach on again. Yeah, definitely. And, um, uh, yeah, so, um, but moving on, uh, we want to do uh, another podcast with just me and Brandon, you know, back to the basics, and just, yeah. uh, so we're going to do, uh, what's, you go with the premise of this episode. So we're going to do uh, about half and half of something we've done before, and a little bit of something new. We're going to be we're going to be covering um, two different game-related subjects. With me being the expert on those, I won't say expert, but the one who has read the most on Wikipedia, and will then uh, surprise Ryan with facts. And um, with mine, there's one that is more recent. And then there, there is one that is a subject I'm very excited to talk about because it affects uh, the entire history of gaming, and I say that with no hype, uh, with no exaggeration. It is one of the biggest events in gaming that uh, I think should be covered. And as I go, as I went through it, it should be either a movie 
or a great TV series like Mad Men. I like that. That's a great. Um, uh, that's a great premise to work off of. Thank you. And then from my point of view, I'm actually going to try to contribute intellectually to this <laughs> podcast instead of just reacting like react videos. <laughs> um, Ryan's head I, explodes. <laughs> I to pay Fine Brothers now. Um, now uh, this time, um, since I know marginally about movies, but I don't know, I just read about websites and stuff. Um, I'm going to read from this cracked article, crack.com. Shout out. <laughs> um, uh, just this article that someone, uh, a couple of people wrote, a very good article about um, just uh, stories behind the scenes of recent movies and like just weird stuff that happened. Not too weird, like, oh, we can get into like the crazy times and like the <laughs> 20s and 30s, and that's just oh, a, yeah. a whole book's written about that. <laughs> so, but we'll, we'll just go on uh, topical level, just weirdness and dumbness that happened that. It could be surprising, so I'm just gonna read a couple points and try to, you know, surprise Brandon. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll go from there. Should I start? Or do you want to start with uh, so video game or movies? Um, do you have a coin? Should we flip a coin? I don't have one. Oh, I should um, we could actually part. find one. We right, could find like, a coin. He... I'll, I'll stall right now. Um, my favorite coin is probably the uh, quarter. Uh, it's um, the best at flipping because it has a very, okay we found one uh, that was a terrible I'm never going to be good at improv and I found I was going to say that my least yes, favorite coin is a dime dimes yes, are the worst because they're so small and I hate them okay I'm going to flip this goddamn dime and we didn't we didn't I, choose I either it, it, no yeah that's right I guess I have to we choose, didn't choose before okay I'll, I'll take tails okay I'll be heads I'll go first if it's heads and tails you go first okay uh, and that was a terrible throw, and I can't see what that is. Can you tell? Uh, where did it fall? This is bad. This is bad this air. This is bad radio. radio. This yeah. is bad. It's right there. It's right oh, there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it fell on the tails. That means I go first. Yay! I don't have to talk yet. <laughs> okay, so with my subject, uh, I went with something I talked to Ryan about that he was curious and had. Had asked me a little bit about it, and I thought it would be good for a subject like this. And it is the behind-the-scenes story of what happened to the most recent development of Silent Hills, the uh, per, per, the the uh, most recent installment in the Silent Hill franchise. Oh yeah, and just a little backstory: Silent Hill, the video game, um, is actually, and I and I think that I'm correct, is actually based on Centralia, Pennsylvania. It is hugely inspired. By and and in the old backstory, me and Brandon and our other brother, Stephen Weasel Hyde, burr, 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 burr. Uh, went, went, went to Centralia. Uh, we visited, and there's a great place called Graffiti Highway, which we allegedly went into. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to actually, but uh, we allegedly went onto that, and uh, we looked at all the stuff. And it's fun. It was a good day, and uh, and. And give you even more backstory. Um, Centralia is a town in central Pennsylvania. If you didn't know that by its name, um, that <laughs> it's uh, it there ha- something happened in the '60s where someone lit something on fire, and beneath the town, it's been burning ever since. And basically, part, yeah. one part of the town or another side of the town is completely like a ghost town because no one can live there anymore, and it's just a. Right. And that's why part of it, uh, Highway 60, was cut off, and now that's become graffiti highway. So, um, and so it's been burnt. There's just burning ever since underneath underground. Like it's the coal there is just going to be burning far and far years far least. past we're going to die. So, right. So that's just the backstory of what Silent Hill is. But then Brent's going to talk to you about Silent Hills. So plural. With a Z at the end. <laughs> it was the extreme version of uh, Silent Hill. <laughs> you were a, a skateboarder and you would uh, sort of like uh, Tony Hawk. Um, so I'm actually going to talk about it. The So with uh, with Silent Hill, the original was hugely inspired by Centralia, as Ryan said, to give you some imagery. Uh, especially in the first first game, they were inspired by the houses and the, the homes and the, the buildings, which were just abandoned. So imagine... Uh, your your hometown and just every everyone is gone. There's just school. There's schools that are just abandoned. There's desks uh, every, uh, in these classrooms where papers are still on them. 
So it's very eerie uh, the atmosphere. In in the first game, which was uh, always uh, thought was really fascinating, was that they weren't able to fully render the environment. So what they would do is they have the the player character you'd be walking through, and you'd be able to see about five feet or ten feet in front of you, but it would be enveloped in fog. So at a certain point, you look out and be like, oh, there's, there's fog there. You, you had to get through it. And because of that, because of the fog, they're actually able to save um, on development because, you know, uh, with, with the game, it would only have to develop the... It would only have to register the fog in front of you instead of registering all these buildings. And it would take up a huge amount of space on the game. It would be huge, uh, <clears throat> huge loading times. So it's kind of a trick they used back in the PlayStation 1 days. So then fast forward all the way to about 2013 with... Uh, Wait, so you're saying in the original PlayStation game, when did the original PlayStation game come out? That was, I believe, it was after Resident Evil, and that was 96 or so. So it was about 98, 97 maybe? Cool, so... So was the original PlayStation game. So, you know, so you're saying the fog, um, they would use that as like kind of... So they don't have to render full the full town, right? Right, exactly. So is that yeah. what God does in real life when there's fog? He's like, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make this town right now. I'm gonna put a fog out there. That's what, yeah. That's that's why you, you can't go too that's, fast if it's too yeah. foggy. That's exactly. what people tell you. You have to drive safe because the, the, the other there's the they, God hasn't, hasn't rendered the yet. rest of the town. He hasn't <laughs> rend- loaded the road. You're gonna fall off the road. You're gonna fall into space. You're just gonna freeze, and then it'll just stutter for so a that's second. Why and then fog. Sh- 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 that's why the fog exists. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. Like that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, there's actually a great uh, there's a uh, science fiction story almost about that where uh, the fog. Well, not fog, but the idea the of mist. Um, the universe is being loaded one oh. day at a time. Yeah. Where a guy he oversleeps or he somehow sleeps into the next day, and then he sees the behind the scenes of these these people kind of making the world uh, uh, before funny. everyone gets into What's it. It's that a great called? story. Um, not sure of the title, but I think it's. Um, as Robert Heinlein, um, who is a, is a great science fiction author. What's he done? Familiar. He did, um, interestingly enough, he did uh, Starship Troopers, but oh, then yeah, he right. also did, the on the book. opposite side, yes, he did the, the book, and he on the opposite side, he did uh, Stranger in, a, in a, <clears throat> a Strange Land, which is kind of I the opposite was, philosophies. Is that Albert Camus? Oh, he did The Stranger, That was right? The Stranger, yeah. The Stranger. What's The Stranger? Uh, we're going so off the rails. <laughs> but, um, oof, yeah. uh, the Stranger and The Stranger. I think I've heard about it. It's about... Uh, and, and then just finish my sentences. It's about a guy in England. Who is actually an alien it, from Who's an space. alien uh, from space. He, I, I'm fin- it's yeah, supposed I'm, to be kind of an allegory for... He's, is, he's, he, is he actually in England? He's Space Jesus. Like, he comes in... He's in England? I don't think he's in England. Uh, I'm yeah, not well, sure. I can't I remember. Think, I think I'm right. I think, I think that part I think you're I'm right about, about this. Um, <laughs> that that no, part you're right about. So, yeah. in, uh, wait, because I think they... And uh, shout out to another podcast that we both listen to, Kurt Vonnegut. guys. So, I think they talked about this. Uh, he's an alien from England in America. Right. Who... Uh, uh, no, you go. So, he, it's, it's really interesting. So, with... Uh, Stranger in, in Strange Lands written back in the 60s, 70s, around there, kind of era, and it was kind of Highland kind of doing a, um, it, it was it, it was actually embraced by the almost like hippie movement. It was like, oh look, look at this, this alien, he knows more about humans and he loves people more than we ever could. And it was all about this idea of uh, free love and being able oh. to to get along with your so, fellow you man. You said space Jesus, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. then, and then on the opposite side, you have. Uh, Starship Troopers, which is actually a great um, is that a short story? Examination. Uh, Stranger in Strange Land. That's a novel. Uh, is, okay, uh, I don't know if I so read that. <laughs> it's a bit too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh, how many pages? Uh, I'll uh, pass. Yeah, I'll like one fifty. Ooh, uh, too much. Yeah, there. Tough, yeah. So and then obviously Starship Troopers is, and then um, a book. Yeah, so it's a, that's a novel. Has he written any like short stories or like sentences? He yeah, he's 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 done a, a f- some great sentences, some really solid. Those are good just, sentences. Like, I like, like sentences. They're good. Yeah. Like ten words, like really solid. Oh, ten words. Come on, let's, let's not go overboard. Let's get that. Yeah, it's like a run-on sentence. He's um, <laughs> he's pretty fantastic. No, okay. He's so very so Robert Heinlein. Yeah. Uh, so that's required reading for yeah. next week. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're not uh, going to talk about. It. We're just. Yeah. I'm just going to read. Them. No, I probably won't read them. We'll just need an essay. So that's anyway. So. Let's map our way back. We right. talk, we went from um, 
from Stranger Strangeland to Starship Troopers to Robert Highland, who, because we're talking about him because... Because he wrote a short story about the universe is being loaded each day. Oh, because I was making a dumb joke about, right, how, about how, how God makes dumb makes shit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so. There's a great line in that short, short story about What's God. Uh, the title that oh you didn't know that's that's, that's why you went back into the whole thing. what else he wrote <laughs> that was gonna be a cycle welcome to the gonna... rambling podcast yeah uh, welcome to hide and go see this is our episode <laughs> uh, it's no, no, I'll, I'll look Day. it up uh, so oh, it's called Groundhog Day with no I was, uh, I was just gonna say that's like what uh, this, this podcast kind of, feels uh, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> um, anyway so going back to what you were saying about oh, right. Silent Hills so Highland, Silent two Hills two Silent Two Hills what? <laughs> That's that was the eventual they wanted to do. It was the planned upon, and then it was going to be uh, it was uh, um, <clears throat> the silent the hills, and then silent silent hills. Tokyo Drift, and then Sate Hills. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fucking stupid franchise. Who gives a shit? Um, silent Six. Yeah, but it was Silent, yeah, silent Five, and then and then <laughs> then the what was it? Uh, it's the serious, the serious seven, and then the state of the state of the hills. Um, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go, okay. go with something good instead of talking about bullshit. So, uh, so Silent Hill. So that first game, about uh, mid nineties. So you fast forward almost twenty years later uh, to about twenty thirteen, and Hideo Kojima, as I've I've talked about before, and I think I will probably mention. On every game podcast because he's incredibly fascinating to me. Um, he had been working on Metal Gear Solid Five, which I'd I talked about in an, another episode. But the actual process of making uh, any of those games was, was extremely uh, hard on him. Almost after each game, he would uh, of <clears throat> of the Metal Gear Solid uh, fr- franchise, he would almost. I, I imagine him just he he threw up his hands and he would say I'm I'm done making uh, th- these games they're they're too hard on me they're, I can't do it anymore but then every time he would kind of come back and have an, another idea so and 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 like so with this one uh, with the fifth game he had a really difficult time with it but there was all not not only because of the development because of how difficult it was to to get everything just uh, in order there was also the publisher. Uh, it was Konami. He, they were putting huge pressure on Kojima to finish it earlier than he wanted. They basically they made him cut out 30 hours of gameplay and story that would have gone into the game. Like a, Huge chapters of the game were, were cut out. This also affected his work that he was going to do on Silent Hills. So he was working with uh, the director... <clears throat> it was Guillermo del Toro. Uh, at least have trouble pronouncing his name so it's, it's Guillermo I'm a t- like it's like how Benedict Cumberbatch can't Cumberbatch can't say penguin he'll say penguin yeah. or pangling or something like yeah that. yeah um it's I can't say Guillermo say Guillermo <clears throat> just say this first name it's Guillermo so it is it Gil- is really Gil- Gil- Guillermo so instead of the L think of it as almost like a Y Gu- so, Guillermo 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 Guillermo. Guillermo. Or Del Toro. You yeah, just Del. Yeah. Mr. Del. Guillermo. Guillermo. Mr. Toro. Guillermo. Guillermo. Del Toro. Guillermo Del Toro. Guillermo. Elmo. Mr. Toro. Just Elmo. So Mr. Toro. He. Uh, the. Uh, if you're familiar with him, the director of. Uh, uh, Pan's Labyrinth and. Uh, Too fast. Too furious. And <laughs> Crimson Peak. He's a great director, and I would say an even better visualist. Uh, and so he's, and I think he has an incredible eye for detail, but also a huge appreciation for horror. And that's why I, I really was very excited to hear those two work on a game with each other. And as Kojima, as he said, he was actually very, uh, he was very, he, he was nervous about working on Silent Hills, mostly because, as he put it, he. He, he he himself actually has said that he's a bit of a like he he's easily scared he's kind of a like he doesn't really like horror movies that much just because of he he does get scared so easily but as he put it um, because he's scared so easily he's able to think of ways that would would scare other people effectively mm-hmm. 
And so you could already tell just the two of them, I think, are very particular about what they want to do with their projects. And working together, there is a huge uh, possibility for something amazing. And they're actually able to get uh, Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead, who was actually, he was going to do motion capture and acting uh, for for the whole game. He was going to be the main character. And so, uh, so the game... They get a little bit of development into it. They get enough of, of a demo, and the the demo is nicknamed as PT. Um, basically, the the abbreviation is his playable uh, trailer. And I've only uh, I've only watched someone else play it because they eventually I'll explain why you can't download the the PT anymore off the marketplace PlayStation. There's I'll get to that eventually. But basically, I've only watched someone play it, but it is, hands down, one of the most terrifying things I've seen in any game. It's incredible, but I advise you, if you are in any way uh, nervous or not a huge fan of horror games, this isn't going to change your mind be like, oh man, I love horror games now. It scared me pretty badly. It's a, it's a good mix of... The Del Toro, uh, just straight up horror of just being in your face, but also there's a lot of David Lynch in this, uh, in this, in, the, in this, this, uh, this gameplay demo. There's a scene in particular that really stayed with me to this day where, and it's great because it's all first person and it's going to sound ridiculous. And I think it's, it sounds dumb until you see it, but there's a part where the character is, he's having a conversation, not a conversation, but a paper bag is kind of moving its opening and it's talking to you and it but it's a very deep voice so it sounds almost muffled like it's like it's almost like it's talking behind like a doorway or, or a wall it's like how our podcast sounds <laughs> yeah definitely um so yeah that's and it's just it's an incredibly atmospheric and terrifying demo that all it does is you walk through this uh, you, you walk through a hallway that you you, you go in you take a right, you, you go down the hallway more, you go down some steps, and you go through a door, and you keep doing that over and over and over again until you solve your way how to get out. And it's amazing. It, and My favorite game is being frustrated until <laughs> I want to die. Until, yeah, frustrated and scared. Um, but like all, all great things I, that could have been, it wasn't meant to be. So what happens was... was uh, it was Konami, the the publisher. They had come into some pressure with Kojima since, since he was working on the Metal Gear games, and there has been rumors that Konami has been wanting to get out of the the gaming scene of the the AAA t- a, 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 uh, the AAA games uh, like this. And to explain AAA. Is the games where you call a tow truck driver and you wait for him for two hours? <laughs> the the eight bit version, that's, yeah. And like, you're like a b b a plus plus up up down up down. <laughs> call a tow truck driver and then you're like and then wait for two hours and then your your avatar in the game just sits there for two hours waiting yeah. for you. Know, <laughs> I got to do that's another. The yeah, there's another game I got to tell you about at some point. Uh, it's called Desert Bus, and I think you would. You would hate this game. It's a real-time driving simulator where you just drive across the desert in real time. Is it it's like a couple joke hours. Game? It's almost. It is almost kind of a, not really a joke game, but it is, it is almost like it was very cheaply made. It was basically just like, here you go, and people play it as a challenge because it, it oh. takes so long to. And you you actually you can't like leave the controller just with the A button to drive. You have to because it, it'll drift off the road and, and then you'll fail if you crash. Oh. It sounds like fun. It's, it's the worst game. It's like one of the weirdest, strangest games, but it's really fascinating. So anyway, so there's huge pressure with uh, Konami, and th- th- they had considered they want to get out of uh, AAA games, which are mostly just high, high just very high-end games that are like a blockbuster game, like similar uh, to s- studios who were Battlefront, Star- right? Yeah, know, exactly. The, the, yeah, whatever recent game you've seen, or yeah. uh, you know, uh, a Call of Duty, Call of Duty, anything that's worth sixty dollars at Target, right. right? So basically, there's not much of a profit sometimes when those games, like similar to like, to movies. Oh, well, that's true because you'll see that like maybe a couple of years ago it said Call of Duty was like the f- fastest selling entertainment thing of all time, right? But it's sixty dollars for each game and. 
it's not a very cheap thing to make in general. So it's like they made probably made a profit, but not really. And then exactly, yeah, yeah it's like the profit is, is as much as you would you would want. Yeah. So Konami is has there's been rumors they're they've been wanting to get out of the gaming scene and more into the mobile scene of uh, f- phone games and uh, and the like. So basically, they put pressure on Kojima and things kind of fall through with the publisher. You really, you can really tell they just, do, they just do not like each other anymore. And it affects Silent Hills and the d- development of it. So basically what happens is that uh, after all that kind of fall through, falls through with Konami, the Konami the publisher, they pull the PT demo from the marketplace on PlayStation. So if you had, had downloaded it before this point, you, you keep it, on your your PlayStation or hard drive, but if you had not gotten to it, you'll never be able to play it now. Oh. It is locked behind. Oh, the, the demo thing. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just completely. It. They are almost had a nice out, out of spite. That's cool. <laughs> um, even more frustrating is the fact that they had, had, had revealed after all this fell through that um, it was Junji Ito, who is an incredible. Uh, he's a ma- manga artist. He was actually he was going to be uh, working on the game as a concept designer for monsters. And if you're curious, I urge you to uh, to look up his artwork. But I also uh, have to give you a warning: he's an incredibly graphic and terrifying artist. He does he does imagery and monsters he like does, like My Little Pony <laughs> and uh, you know the yeah, real Ghostbusters. Yeah, really like really fun. Like uh, yeah, he's just he's very much one of those. He's very much he's born out of the. Uh, the H.R. Geiger from Alien, oh, yeah. or uh, just uh, I- I- imagery that you just, it's amazing, he's an incredible artist, but he's also, those guys, like, it's it, its artwork that I think shouldn't be seen by humans, like, it's like what H.P. Lovecraft describes in his stories, like, oh. he, you'll go insane, you'll, you'll go from uh, from madness from seeing it, but he was supposed to be working on the, on the game uh, as a concept designer for Monsters, and it, That's cool. it fell through, so... The, there is a little bit of a silver lining from this. So with uh, Kojima, he is now working on uh, <clears throat> his Death Stranding, which is his new game, which we know little to nothing about, except for the fact that uh, it's Mads M- <clears throat> Mikkelsen from uh, Hannibal and uh, Casino Royale. He is going to be in the game. He was revealed in a trailer. And you can definitely tell because on Hideo Kojima's uh, Twitter, he is a huge fan of Mads Mikkelsen. He That's tweets awesome. a lot of great uh, either artwork of Hannibal. Or, like he's a huge fan of Hannibal. You can tell, and they hang out all the time. It's fantastic. That's funny. We should. Uh, I always think about that. Like when you mentioned uh, like his two fam- famous like uh, Mads Mikkelsen, like uh, people know him Hannibal or from uh, Casino Royale. Like I like. Whenever we name drop an actor or a piece of work, like we should name the most obscure things. We like, you know, Matt Mikkelsen from After the Wedding and that Dutch movie, The Hunt. The Hunt. Yeah. You know, you know, guys, those two movies <laughs> everyone's seen. Did you see it? Yeah. And Guillermo the del Toro. Oh, I pronounced his name right this time. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, from Kronos and um, that short film he did in college. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like that, so that, yeah. Like those. Yeah. Like doing that next time we do that. I like that. Yeah. The other failed game, Insanity. You know, Tom Hanks from Vanity of the Bonfire of the Vandies. You know, that bomb that no one saw. Uh, anyway, so go ahead and keep going. But anyway, so that's the silver lining for the um, with Death Stranding. It is a upcoming game, I would say, at this point. I'm going to get bet hard money 2019 at the earliest. I mean, I know Kojima. I hope he takes his time. I just think people are saying, like, oh, late 2018, um, I'm not betting anything. I'm, I'm saying, like, Fifty dollars, twenty nineteen, at the earliest. Because I know Kojima, he's gonna take his time. He's gonna go through uh, like a lot of drafts, but he's great, and that's why I want him to to do all that stuff. So, and Norman Reedus, who was supposed to be in Silent Hills, is now in in Death Stranding. With in a, and we still yeah. have nothing. Norman Reedus no from movies like Air and <laughs> the. Calvin Klein commercial he did when he was like 20 or something. Yeah. <laughs> the very one. That one. That guy. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. And I urge you, if you're curious, to look up the trailer. It is bonkers. And it also has uh, <clears throat> Guillermo del Toro in a very small cameo holding a baby in a jar, sort of. Oh, yeah, Future baby. It. Oh, yeah, it looks awesome. So it, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw that trailer. It looks really cool. 
Yeah. Nice. Uh, we managed to kill half an hour before I did really do any work. <laughs> and uh, I think by work, I just mean reading things and I don't like doing and that. Me surprised. Yeah, me. I've, I've surprised. And uh, peek into my personal life, I've taken three years to read American Gods, a 500 <laughs> page book. I'm almost done. We'll see. Probably not, though. So, yes, I consider reading work. Um, all right, so let's start with my first story. Okay. Toy Story 2. Do you remember that movie? I do. Uh, with, um, you yeah, know, so. Um, Basically, so it came out in 2000, you know, it's about them, uh, the plot is something like Woody... Story about toys. Yeah, something like that, I don't know. <laughs> um, the so, Woody gets stolen and becomes a sex life to the, the, um, the, what's that guy with the pickaxe, Kelsey Grammer? Oh, was it? Yeah, he, oh, Kelsey wow. Grammer did the voice of that guy, oh, uh, and then Wayne yeah. Knight did the voice of that fat guy. Right, right. Big that's stretch for him. Um, <laughs> and so, anyway, so you know, like, dumb, dumb shit like that. Um, so, and so, but here's the bat behind the scenes of Toy Story too. So, Pix, you know how it takes Pixar a long time to make movies because you have to render all the, the right, you know, the movements. Like years. And, yeah, years to do that. So, you know, just how I read books, read years. Um, <laughs> So, um, so basically, um, here's the behind the scenes of it. Um, basically, two months and hundreds of hours into production of Toy Story 2, someone's wayward coding caused the movie to delete itself from Pixar's computers. Oh my god. So, imagine, okay, so imagine someone's just working, it's midnight on a Thursday, and you're like, <laughs> clocking in 12 hours for the past, like, six yeah, months. like crunch time. And you're, 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 you're basically... It's designing Woody's hat for the 90th time. <laughs> and uh, all you know is that it's like you're about to pull up another file to look look at it again, and it they're deleting. Imagine the scene in Silicon Valley when, uh, what's that guy? He d- puts the uh, trace com- commas. Right. Um, uh, you know, that one. I can't oh, understand. Um, but um, he puts the, the, the trace commas. It's commons. Ross. Uh, Ross, uh, yeah. H- Ross. Hanneman, yeah. Uh, Ross Hanneman. Hanneman. Um, he puts it on the delete key, and then they're like, "Oh fuck, 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 fuck!" They're, and everything's deleting off, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're off their uh, computers, and, yeah. the, and no one knows what's going on. And he's like, "Oh," and they he like, he take, and he puts it back on. <laughs> and so imagine that, and the the Pixar guys are like, "Oh fuck, 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 fuck!" So everything oh from the movie is being deleted, and they're like, "Oh." God, and then so you're, you're seeing it in real time. It's not like you woke up like the next day. No, like, like oh, it, they're seeing stop. it being deleted somehow. Jesus. And this is literally someone. It I don't know how coding works, but all all the files were disappearing from the server because someone was writing a bad a bad about bad code or something like that. Anyway, so um uh anyway so be but they uh, and I'm reading in this in real time, so this is making no <laughs> sense. So um. Anyway, blah, 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 and then they're being deleted, and they're all like, oh, God, oh, God. And so, but the good thing is uh, that uh, the backup files, oh, no, that's not, this isn't a good thing. It turns out all the backup files have also been corrupted oh for unrelated God. reasons. So it seems the production has been suddenly see. ripped right back to square one. So literally, movie you've been working on for two years, a sequel to a high-grossing movie <sighs> is being deleted in front of your eyes. So... But, here's the good part. Miraculously, the supervising technical director, Galen Sussman, has had backup files on most of the lost files on her computer. She'd been working on the project from home due to recently having a baby. Also, um, uh, so, yeah, so basically she sa- she saved it because she had a baby and she was working on it from home. So, they almost deleted a multi a multi-million dollar movie because of a bad coding area and that was destroyed. But then I guess that Toy Story 2 was okay so we got with an okay movie so yeah. crisis averted. Could I don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, should I go with another one or uh, do you want to go with yours? Let's go, um, I can I can go with mine. Uh, I can, okay, we can prepare mine better next time <laughs> instead of reading through it at the same time. That's okay. So uh, yeah, I'll look, uh, I'll find another one and I'll try to paraphrase it before I have to talk on the microphone. Okay, so I'm going to talk. Um, well, that was okay. Let me look at the time. That was four minutes. Yours was <laughs> half an hour. I mean, because the, 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 I talk we, a lot more. We, I mean, I talk we, we, about we dumb shit more than. And then I <laughs> when I actually have to talk, it's uh, I mean, uh, reading, reading. No, you, you do a good job. I, oh, I, like, I like yours. Yeah, thank I like you. yours more. Thank you. 
Um, so I, I'm going to cover. I'm, this one's gonna be a little more, a little more difficult because it's gonna jump around a bit and it's gonna be a little more uh, in bigger scope, as in almost the entire game industry. Um, but I'm gonna have to kind of uh, introduce this. Um, do you know the publisher? Uh, it's Activision. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, they did uh, Spider-Man games. It, correct, and Tony yeah. Hawk games. Yeah, so two uh, two huge franchises, mainly yeah. like Tony Hawk and Spider-Man. Like pretty much, if you grew up in the like, if you were like, uh, you were playing games in the early two thousands, you probably played both of the, multiple of those games. Um, I nodded. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. I'm like, <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> just picture like, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and like a stupid smirk smile on my face. Like I am one of those people, and then bowing like it's supposed to be like a an like honor. An honor like yeah. I am honored by being alive in I early 2000s. The of- <laughs> I was a piece of shit in the 2000s. Yes, <laughs> continue with your story. Um, but um, they also are. They uh, also publish the uh, the Call of Duty se- series, which. Again, if you were alive in the last ten years, you've probably at least played or seen something about it. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the biggest franchises in gaming history. Um, they are like offhand. They're also partners with Blizzard, who are responsible for three of the biggest franchises in gaming history. Uh, as World of Warcraft, huge. I mean, they just had a movie back in the summer. Um, there is. Is Starcraft, which is like again, Activision again. did these, so th- oh, is this they're not point you're trying to make directly responsible, but they are no. they are uh, are, are partners sorry, I should with. Be listening, sorry, um, it's no, that's uh, my fault, yeah. they're they're mostly they're they're partners with. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, with Blizzard. Do Blizzard, they, I know. Okay, so I know them. Blizzard. Yeah, they, they, they actually, do, the, yeah, yeah they, they're responsible for those. Yeah. And they they basically they bought them back in 2012. I think. Like Activision bought Blizzard. Yeah, for oh, an cool. insane amount of money. It was like upwards of. Like hundreds of millions, like it's just you know, it's ridiculous amount of money. Um, so they they're, they're partners now. And the full name is Activision Blizzard, but um, so the, and then the last franchise is Overwatch. They are so like a huge huge franchise that there are they are just uh, kind of have their their fingers in all these pies of gaming. But did you know that they are also the first uh third party and they are uh they are they would only be around today with the help of atari well more the atari firing them the, the atari fired the people who started blizzard so no uh activision activision they they fight atari so uh, um go back to the beginning so with with atari as most people know you you when i say the word atari you probably think of the uh the old old games very exactly. like probably, probably some of the first games the, the just the the one the one uh joystick or uh space invaders or that band in the early 2000s that covered the don henley song atari. voice of summer yeah. The, and made and, it a hit again. Yeah, and the the leading man you is know, a he's, a he's a piece of shit too. Yeah, it's oh, like really? of uh, Atari, yeah, of Atari, the Atari. Yeah, like, like, so it's like yeah, assumed, like so it's like uh, garbage covering garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah that's about right. One yeah. on another. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Have to look keep into going. That. We'll yeah. have to do a band like so who's means twenty one pilots to cover Atari's covering the Eagles. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say like, did that happen? I'm like, probably gonna happen. It's gonna happen next year. Yeah. Uh yeah. The anniversary of so. Activision, so Atari, so they are like, so they you 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 think of them, they're original kind of the the uh, the, the developers of games for the home. You you would get that, and you would kind of have your your little Atari and kind of at home, and so going to the arcade and pumping in quarters into a machine, having to play Space Invaders and Pac Man, and all these, um, and and basically the the original people who had had programmed these games. Were uh, would eventually become Activision employees. So basically, you think um, th- so. Uh, Atari as a whole, the publisher, think of them as the record label and the and the programmers as um, musicians. Okay, they were kind of hiring them and kind of like you. You guys come in, you make the games. So all that. Atari bankrolls them basically. They right. Pay for everything. And Activision are the people, the creative side, right? They're the ones who write the game, they write the story, they they they, and then they animate the game. Exactly. And then yeah. Atari just funds them, right? Yeah, they they, right. they fund them, and then they're like, okay, 
we're going to put it on, on the shelves now. And yeah, and, then, yeah, and they also were his distributors, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so that, that's kind of like that side of it. But the only thing was that b- because they were pro- just programmers and didn't really know how to... Uh, the, like, the contracts were so early in, in v- v- video gaming that really there wasn't really much of royalties compared to music or movies. So basically, they, they wouldn't get uh, they, they wouldn't get credit for what they did, which is... I mean that's that's terrible. Like imagine working on a game for six months and it comes out and then that's it. Like you you it comes out under Atari instead of your name or you, like you created a game and then oh. you worked like months and months. What, what game is this? So it was actually multiple games. Like um, oh multiple like games d- that yeah. And, then, and under when Atari. you turn you put in you blow in the cartridge you put in the the system and you turn it on it says Atari. Atari yeah and logo. then and then and then it goes into the and game. then just game like, and then they're like oh. Cool. When people that's it. Like, they're like, fuck, cool. Yeah, it's Whatever. like, um, yeah, basically, there, there would be no credits, no royalties you would get really? for your game. And, yeah, they wouldn't get it. They just get, they just get paid. They would just get salary. Like, yeah, salary, but but that's not, I mean, it's for yeah. a multi, it'll make lots of money. Exactly. That's what artists do. Like, right. Yeah, so, they'll just give, oh, here, here's a paycheck. Oh, right. but what yeah. about the game that was hugely successful? <laughs> yeah. And the, the writing and, the, and everything. That's and exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, fuck that. Okay, yeah, so. it's like, if you create, like, a smash hit game. You won't get anything here's your after nec- that. Yeah, yeah, here's your next paycheck for yeah. your, the game you're working on next. Exactly, like, yeah. So Just business as usual. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, programmers are obviously frustrated because of that. They are they're kind of just like up up to the to the next with like how just mad they are about being treated like this. Just um so basically they they go in, they like uh a bunch of programmers, not all of them, but most, they kind of get, they go in and they pretty much tell uh, Atari Corbett like we we want to have like a the, the, the royalties want to be you know, treated fairly, be treated uh, and have like credits on the game. Basically, asking things that uh, programmers and video games had not done before. This is unprecedented. Like, it's entirely new uh, for, for this industry. And this is one of my like one of the best quotes. Uh, this is from like Atari corporate, and this is this is the point I want to see like uh, like a TV series like. <clears throat> A Mad Men style kind of like uh, the the rising up of Activision. So Atari corporate, they tell them anyone can make a game, and that the designers were <clears throat> his towel designers, where the exact quote pretty much telling them like, you guys come in, you do any, you, you, we could get kids from out of college and program games, and you know you're not doing anything special. Basically, tell them like you're they're not as valued as they. So this is Atari are. saying this. Atari corporate, the publishers. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah pieces of shit are saying this because yeah, yeah. they're pieces of shit, right? Yeah. So, so basically, um, they're saying like, oh, we can just get like, fire, like it's like out of office space, like oh yeah. yeah, fire all these people and just get entry level college grads or something yeah. like that. Which, okay, continue <laughs> story though. I'm sure, um, I mean, I, I'm not saying like if I know the story, yeah. continue story. I'm exactly. sure it's gonna bite them in the ass. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Larry Kaplan, who is one of the founders of Activision, he basically he fires back with like the the the, the people who work on the Atari games, like they're some of the best designers and and in, in programmers in the industry. So like you think you like you think you know us, you think what we do is easy, but mm-hmm. we like put in tons of hours, like crunch all the time. And it's just yeah. in ridiculous. It's like not like, and I'm not trying to say this is easy. It's not like working for like a fucking like corporation like you're you're doing right. it like you're doing enterprise it or you're doing like security like yeah. that is hard yeah but this is different it's create it's creative and it's like a more yeah. mo- like mind uh bot, or just uh, toiling it's just like just it's doing it's something hard, just say that, that yeah. hasn't been done before like you can't look up a tutorial to find out like exactly okay how do i code this like yeah. no you this is you it's, code it's it coding yourself. plus it's coding plus being creative yeah plus not doing the same thing over like it's just yeah, so, yeah, keep going. So, so, basically what happens is that um, a group of designers and programmers are like, all right, screw this, we're done with Atari, we're going to cut off, we're going to do our own thing, we're going to develop our own games now. Like, we're going to we're gonna take the best guys from, from Atari, like, probably one of the biggest game companies in the world, and we're going to do our own startup. And basically, they go out, and the name Activision is a, a portmanteau of active and television. Oh. They thought they were very clever yeah, because clever. of this. <laughs> Actually, I, I like that. A lot. <laughs> so the uh, Activision, like one of their first things they did was they would, uh, they would, they would uh, make sure to credit the game designers and creators and like promote them as like 
as like you want uh, the next game by this guy. Like you know how they do uh, like probably ET after draws they're probably like you know, uh, here comes the ET by uh, the new Steven Spielberg Spielberg movie. Who? <laughs> Who's this man? Um, <laughs> but yeah, what's so basically Activision was like, oh, like I know you like him this from game. Duel. I don't know what ET is. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and, I'm, I'm a step. In that 1944 movie. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like that's a, a. Yeah. I've never weird, seen that actually. Weird movie. Yeah. yeah, it's like not not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a shame. Um, sure, I've never seen it, but I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> it means by Spielberg, I'm sure it's better than fine. So basically, um, so at Vision, so they're just like the underdog at this point. But they, well, yeah, what they did originally was like they're gonna make sure to like credit everybody working on the games, make sure like if you work in the game, you got bonuses and royalties, all this stuff. So in in nineteen eighty two, Vision released uh, one of your. I'm gonna say it's sarcastic. One of your favorite games in nineteen eighty two. Mario Mario Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Ahead of yeah, like the eight bit version. Of that, right? burp, 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 burp. Oh yeah, let me yeah. actually we'll, we'll be fun. Okay, so, so uh, you you have nineteen eighty two. So Atari Swiss, released this. Uh, Activision actually. Oh, Activision. Activision released these on the uh, on the Atari uh, twenty six hundred oh, okay. or eighteen. Like right so there. this is the after, second. and this is chronologically. This is after they you know created themselves Activision. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so they're but they're, they're still releasing well. it on. They have to do it on a system because that's the yeah. only way of doing it. But okay, so it's like they, so they go off and then come back. Nineteen eighty two. So you, you you reference it in a previous episode, uh, kind of you 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 called it out a little bit. You were like, you know, kind of like this one, this fucking game, yeah. This, uh, uh, so I've played it. How how did I play? You it? might not have played it. It might have been like um, something that was like emulated onto another like uh, game or something that's like a very old game. Uh, like a, you're running through almost like a safari. Uh, really... Oh yeah, what uh, Pitfall? Yeah, yeah. So... I think, yeah. I'm pre- I'm sure I've like played a demo of it like on a computer. <laughs> right. or something, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like that. So yeah, that game. Yeah. So yeah, Activision releases Pitfall, 1982, and it's and, and yeah, Atari 2600. It's like good. Indiana Jones, but like, you know, dumb. And yeah. A, and if, if it's a video game. Yeah, it's, exactly. Like if you took everything good out of Indiana yeah, Jones. Yeah, and made it dumb. Made <laughs> it uh, this boring ass dude running through a jungle. And swinging and yeah. over, and over crocodiles. crocodiles. Yeah. So basically, that so that's a like a huge game for them. Like uh, so, Pitfall One, great. Pitfall Two. We're not going to go into the Pitfall sequels, the eventual, the reboots. Uh, oh, yeah. Um. So then, Activision from there. Pitfall sequels and reboots. Yeah. All right. We're gonna. We're, well, we're not whole, gonna, like you just said. We're not getting episode. into it. Yeah. That's not upset. <laughs> we have to do a lot of more research. That's weird. Um. I want to see like your reaction to those. Uh, oh, that'd like, be fun. You playing those? Um. So basically, after that, Activision, so they're, they're, they're doing pretty well. They have, they have, like, the best programmers, designers, and they're doing their own games. They basically decide, like, okay, if we, like, we like this, why don't we get other developers, kind of, we'll take them, kind of, under our, our wing, kind of have, like, a separate studio for this. Like, kind of, like, like yeah, we, we're, we're doing well, but why don't we, kind of, be able to use our money to, kind of, uh, reach out and get some other people and get them the same, uh, the same treatment we want to do, where we we make sure to credit developers and uh, credit the designers. So basically, they start making money. They start making more for computer games. Wait, sorry, did people do well? It actually did really well. It's oh, like a really big success. I yeah. didn't have anything back then. <laughs> it was that was like it was basically it was either like a uh, like a stick in a ball or pitfall. It's oh, like yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I'm gonna. You got to pick Pitfall with yeah, it too. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's it, it was like the old like uh, I guess like a stick in a in a uh, like a hula hoop. You would you would just hit down a, on the street. Being which is pretty fun. You probably would do I, that I, over I, Pitfall. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yeah, fun again. Game. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. So basically, yeah, they didn't. So this is before right, so. uh, you know Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Also, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, when did that was uh, so about, many tangents? When did Super when did Mario Brothers come out? That was about 1985. Okay, so, so this there was a, there was a bit of a crash before then, and then oh, Super Mario really? Brothers. Yeah, well, I will. I might have to cover that. that. That's a huge thing. Okay, well, definitely but, uh, go into yeah, that. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers is like that was basically like people are like, oh shit, games are good again. Yeah, like we yeah. should basically what happened with Atari. Well, this is a little bit of a tangent, but like. Then other we'll developers. Change, we'll go into further. Yeah. Episodes. In further episodes, we'll do we'll do the video game crash, and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. So, so go into that. Okay. So Atari, big part of what happened was that developers they started developing just like I, I, I don't mean to be profane here, but uh, they other developers just started developing just shit for the Atari. They're just like uh, 
basically like a square shoots a a uh, a blue dot towards a circle, Wait, and tell that's me more a game. About this game. <laughs> Wait a minute. This, uh, Wait a minute. I like minute. this one. I like this. Um, basically, just developers are just creating like actual dog shit for games that just. Uh, so then, when people buy them, they're just like, they, what the they, fuck? Did like, they one of they them feel cheated out. Play a game, do a game called dog shit, and you just <laughs> actual dog, dog shit. You just jump over dog well, shit. Well, the the, the cartridge just like had actual dog shit. Oh, uh, that like, makes oh, sense. The yeah. Fuck? Yeah. yeah, that's really, that's kind of shitty then. Yeah, that's know? not great. That's even yeah, that's that's not how you. That's not, not how you develop games. That's as far as I know. So you're saying okay, so yeah, you're saying that that lag period between eighty two and eighty five. Yeah, and it was just. It's very Dumb, slow. So basically, Activision was like the big one that kind of survived the big crash before oh, really? that. So like all the other companies so just Atari away. Yeah, like all, Atari like, and the system, Atari altogether, yeah, plummeted. Right. Yeah. They did pretty bad. They pretty much died out in the eighties because they had a, they tried to do a third console, but that was that's like a whole other segment. Like looking uh, yeah, at which is incredibly fascinating. I urge you to look up like kind of Atari's history. They're a very complicated uh, game company that is still around. Interestingly enough, they did. They were able to pivot, similar to Sega, who had also some woes in the nineties, late nineties, with their consoles. They sadly are not in the in the console game in the console industry anymore. They are my, so my software. Dreamcast is obsolete. <laughs> all those, <laughs> all those Shenmue sequels you've been waiting for. No, what um, are you talking about? I'll, I'll get into Shenmue at some point. Yeah, that's a great. It's just me saying what, what the, and then saying we, we'll explain yeah. later. Yeah. It's <laughs> for future historians like going back like oh man like, oh, they set up for like, like 10 episodes and yeah. this one episode this They're is really like good, yeah. this is like the good... um what's a good uh, example of like uh, like the uh, like it's so layered it's like bu- the yeah like it's like the Buffy episode that sets yeah. up for like Angel and like five like five seasons of Buffy at the same time or something. I just yeah. realized yeah I, I realized this is like a J.J. Abrams like uh, movie because it's like what does this mean oh we'll talk about it later instead in like 12 like, oh, cool, man. movies you know? <laughs> like he just tell us now it's, uh, no uh, uh, whatever yeah. um I'm you J.J. um okay. so basically yeah so Atari is incredibly interesting Sega is also very complicated game company, which sadly, uh, moment of silence for the Dreamcast. And uh, another moment of silence for Sonic, who is still going. Moment of silence for his continued. Uh, oh, because he's like a zombie now. Yeah, there's a, nothing. Yeah, I, I played Sonic Run or yeah, Sonic Run. Oh yeah, Sonic Jump. Jump. No, yeah. go jump. I think he he's jumping. It's, it's, it's from my it's my run. Yeah, and I played both. It's like, and should be both switched. Dumb. No, it's yeah. Sonic. Dash. That's dash, it. That's uh, dash. It. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. It's a pretty dumb uh, game. And a I'm shame. a... I played for three weeks. I'm a pretty dumb person. So, and I played Mario for like two days, I think, and I played right. more of it. But, so then, yeah. but it was after I played that and then that Spider-Man game for like right. three weeks on end. I was yeah. like, my life is complete again. And then I got bored with it and yeah. then stopped. You know? Actually, we should do an up- update on uh, if, you're, if you've been playing any phone games. Oh, no. I'm, I delete everything off my oh, phone. Oh, really? Yeah. Even, I, even Pokemon? Yeah, I um, uh, yeah, like I I loved it for a while because uh, I'm dumb uh, and I like dumb <laughs> things and but um, yeah, I I stopped playing that just cause, and then uh, and just because of um, you know it was dumb. Right. Yeah. So I'm very clever, if you <laughs> noticed. Anyway, so pretty much uh, as we had uh, had diverted from the general point, uh, so. It, in 1985 was Super Mario Brothers and Nintendo uh, had, had, had came on the scene and that's when Activision kind of was able to develop both for the uh, the, the computers um, the uh, I, I don't know why I did plural like it's like um, for the computers <laughs> you know for the, the, the PC uh, for the personal computers and the uh, Macintoshes <laughs> um, the Macintoshes of the world I'm like Steve Jobs from yeah it's like uh, but um yeah, so Activision starts to develop both for the uh, the PC and the home consoles, and they're, 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 they start to get into some of the other consoles in there, and from then on, they are a huge, a huge company, and each, each system, they're able to find developers and kind of take them under the wing, and kind of, uh, yeah, become a huge juggernaut, and probably one of the biggest developer, one of the biggest of... Um, <clears throat> of a publisher in the gaming world. Like currently, Activision, EA, uh, Ubisoft, off the top of my head, like probably biggest 
publishers, but Activision is still kind of on the top just Active, because of how Active, Active, Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard, yes, uh, the full, full name. Um, but yeah, they're basically on the top. But Atari was on on the top once too, and maybe one day we'll have another uh, another conversation about the fall of Activision. Uh, if we're still doing the podcast in thirty, for, for boning, yeah, sad. it's gonna be so sad. <laughs> you know, no, yeah. also, but no, you're just saying. Careful, Activision Blizzard. Yeah, you. Because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Sometimes you can Something be, like yeah. That, yeah. Like just saying, guys. Yeah. That's cool. Then you know. I like that. that anyway, so that is. So I would love to see uh, some sort of like a like a Mad Men type of series where it shows like Activision as a startup company, kind of showing them like how do they like how do they uh, figure out how to be a company on their own? How do they still fight Atari but then work with them later on? I think that would be a great. Uh, to TV series. Like I'm that. open to... It's like Halt and Catch Fire. Right. Of, right? Exactly, yeah. Is that definitely similar to that. Yeah. That's what I was saying along the lines of... Uh, I'm, so, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. I'm open to AMC or FX uh, option. Yeah. yeah. Yes, so, those, uh, yeah. Me as showrunner. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so, uh, next to my next movie and fittingly we have five minutes left and I only talk for less than five minutes. <laughs> so, uh, do you remember the 2005 action-adventure movie called Sahara? I do actually. That's With Matthew yeah. McConaughey. It's almost Steve's like a song. Pitfall yeah. live action movie. Oh man, ties in so perfectly. <laughs> Speaking of dog shit, this movie and that. Um, so basically, yeah, you're right. It's like a pit, Indiana Stone slash uh, Pitfall movie. It's based on this author. And remember this name, Clive Cussler's. You know the. It's, it's a real name. Though. I don't think it's a real name. I think it's a dumb <laughs> fake name. But uh, yeah. it's best-selling novels featuring the hilarious named uh, action archaeologist named Dirk Pitt and uh, so he yeah he's Dirk Pitfall yeah Dirk Pitt that's oh my god <laughs> this is like a crazy alien conspiracy anyway so he's the main character of uh, Sahara and um, and then uh, yeah so oh and then the movie sucked and it bombed and it's a oh. terrible movie and wow. it came out in 2005 with uh, and it was you know if you remember that movie uh, it, it was a, it's a dumb movie and it's, it's fun to watch but it's still yeah. pretty dumb it's like a it's dumb for even for being a dumb action movie yeah, yeah. so yeah it's pretty dumb uh, to <laughs> start uh, so Cussler the, the author of the books he demanded 20 million dollars to option Sahara for a film and people were in 2005 were still jazzed about Indiana Jones uh, I guess hankering for even it. though the last movie came in 1989 and no other properties really <laughs> Uh, with that same premise really did any well but they're like sure here's 20 million dollars for this generic book Um, and then they said then uh, the production company really wanted Matthew McConaughey to be in the movie which who doesn't want Matthew McConaughey to be in 2005 Matthew McConaughey is amazing he's he's so charming and awesome and he's, he's an amazing guy so they're like, yeah, okay, fucking A, we got Matthew McConaughey <laughs> attached to this project. Let's go Done. ahead. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah, he's 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 rolling money. He's bank. He's this is before the McConaughey sense where he's like doing serious shit. Yeah, this is where he's like, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> um, so uh, you can hear that in his voice too. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I don't give a shit. Right. I didn't read the script. Yeah. Uh, he was so, only at one all right at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's all right. He's not, he hasn't earned his other all right. He's not into head. And when he <laughs> earns the third all right, he's dead. That's what, what you say. <laughs> that's what he said in his Oscar speech, I think. I don't right. know. Yeah, it was, yeah. I don't That's remember. a whole other episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there we go. That's another spinoff episode. <laughs> just, we've set up like 10 episodes in this like <laughs> past 15 minute segment. Um, so Chris Claremont, X Men yeah. uh, story. <laughs> then, um, the the author Kessler demanded that he be given final approval on the script, um, and that's not too unreasonable. But it turns out his demands were pretty impossible. Huh. He bounced so many drafts back to the filmmakers um, that it was just it felt like they were playing a game of tennis. <laughs> um, and I'm not making I'm just reading that off the website, right. but and I'm not trying to be funny. But it's a funny sentence. But yeah. Um, then they hired 10 different screenwriters oh in increasingly God. desperate attempts to produce something that Custer would approve, which it sounds crazy, but that happens a lot of time with terrible right. movies. That's like, a good point. If you see a movie and, the, and you're lucky enough that they play the like the credits like in the beginning of the movie, like you see written by like 12 people, you're like, <laughs> oh, screenplay get me out of this movie. By. Hopefully you can get your money back. So... <laughs> Just do if you if you ever see that, just get out of the movie real quick. So, um, 
so basically, yeah, they tried to get him to approve it. And so uh, Cussler, the author, he wanted to veto McConaughey's involvement because he suspected that the actor might be gay because I guess he hasn't seen or read anything about him ever. <laughs> so, but that's beside the point. You know, who gives a shit? But that's you know, whatever. So, um, you know, he's. So he's like, oh, I don't want McConaughey because he might be gay. And then the producers began to realize, oh wow. Now this, now they're trying, starting to realize he's a piece of shit. Like, oh, it wasn't before. You know, he's like, oh wait, he sucks with you know good intentions. Um, so he, um, they started making the movie without the author's permission because they're like, oh, okay, we have to get going on this because right. we're yeah. never going to please him because. He, this guy looked at Matthew McConaughey and said, "Yep, that that guy that everyone that is clearly the straightest man alive is gay." So, anyway, so um, Custer sued the production company for breach of contract, and then Custer responded oh by the, no, the 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 production company countersued them, arguing that Custer had lied about the success of his own novels, which uh, which is yeah. Have you ever heard of a Dirk Pitt novel? I have not. Exactly. Yeah. They have, they're pretty in their right to sue them back about like <laughs> how successful they were. So, right. Um, the movie was released to bad reviews. Fucking surprise, surprise. That sounds very... Uh, that sounds a n- nice way to put it. Bad. It's a bad review. Yeah, not, they're yeah. pretty terrible reviews. <laughs> and then no one liked it. And, my, and it might have uh, disappeared into history uh, except for mid-afternoon on Saturday showings on TNT. On TV, TNT. Yeah. For people, so um, it's like nothing but, else to watch. Eh, might as well. Stuff Harris. <laughs> but long after the movie bombed and people forgot about it and started watching Batman Begins like they should have, um, <laughs> uh, they and the the lawsuit just kept going. They when they went, uh, it they went it went from running the mill failure into legendary Hollywood financial black oh hole God. territory. <laughs> In the end, the legal battles between Cusser and the production company Crusader Entertainment went on for eight more years. Oh my god! Past the movie, so it was eight years plus two thousand five. Twenty thirteen. That's twenty thirteen. Long into the reconnaissance. That's yeah. That's literally eight years, and that's when Matthew McConaughey's going into like his he's becoming. You know, he's yeah, he becoming. Like, he him. went to his cocoon, and then he he came and, out as, as the, a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, eight more years passed, and then even then, nobody won. Reportedly, the Jeez. worst thing about the entire trial was that the jury was forced to watch Sahara. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, oh so God. it's pretty fucked up. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, so just imagine that like stupid, cute movie that you watch on Saturday afternoons. Like, yeah. That that movie was talked about long after you've seen it. So you're like, oh, so th- and I'm gonna forget about this movie. Yeah. Like five minutes. Like it was talked about. Ad nauseum for eight, eight more years. years. It's like crazy. Th- th- there were lawyers who probably had to go in every day. At least, I mean, may not every day, but like there were lawyers that were probably involved with this for years on end. Like children were probably born in this process, and like people, oh yeah, then, people died. Yeah, and, like, bo- babies were born and dead in that <laughs> pr- process. That it, this was not yet. So. Um, the Sahara lived on, and I, I tried to. Um, this is from the cracked article, and they write very concise. Yet funny articles, and we love them. And I, I clicked on you know, one of their right. sources, and they always try to include sources because they're good websites, you know. So, um, and I, I clicked on the source, and I, I was going to try to get more into into the eight years, but it's literally just a bunch of like eight point five million and plus this, oh and God. then the next year, and then and then the uh, appellate court did this, and then they went next year, and then two thousand nine right. they did this, and then literally it's like they're talking about things. That uh, yeah, I don't even want to get into it because there's just so much mumbo jumbo about that. So right. yeah, just to give you a little, so literally we got like in within those eight years we got two more Batman movies from that. Which <laughs> yeah. that's how I measure time is what 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 year is it? Is it Batman. Ba- it's plus one Batman versus Superman? So right. okay, A D oh, uh, B V plus one. So, yeah, so. <laughs> That's how I measure time. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, the universe started in 1989 when I was born with the first <laughs> Batman movie. So yeah. So that's how I measure time. You know. Right. So yeah, that's the story of that. So uh, what do you think of that? That's amazing. That's 
I, I didn't think I would be, uh, be, be be thinking of Sahara and immediately the word amazing. Oh yeah. After that's that, a, but yeah, that's the only. That's time a pretty that, incredible that, story. Yeah. That's just ever been used in the context <laughs> of that film. Amazing yeah. behind. You can make a movie about the behind the scenes of of fucking going behind yeah. with that that goddamn movie. So next time you watch, Sahara. next time you, for some reason, actively watch Sahara, you are like, let me buy that movie on iTunes. <laughs> um, think about that. Yeah. And I think yeah, if you so. he try to, iTunes comes up. I'm like, are you sure, man? Are I'm you like, sure? And then know. another, are you sure? It's like, right. wait, is this a glitch? No, it just keeps getting like a loop of like, are you sure? And then it'll, you'll just give up and like, oh, thank God. I think it just like alerts the police at a certain point. Yeah, like, I think, I think and he's they're drunk. like, uh, yeah. I think this person's. A terrible person. Like, is is this either a serial killer or insane? And then they beat the shit out of you. Yeah. So, um, so that was, yeah, that was Sahara. So, yeah, so that's the uh, the movie you see at the half dollar bin in Walmart oh, yeah. at like 2 a.m. It's worth every room. penny that you don't prefer. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, uh, that was good. So that was Sahara. good. Two stories each. That was good. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to contribute and then I'll do a little bit more research next time. So <laughs> just reading off a website, you know. I, but I hate, you know, I hate reading and writing. So right, yeah, I mean, that's like... I have to, I, you do both, you read and then write in the notebook. I read and I can barely stun like that. You hear in my voice, I'm like, ooh, like, oh, ugh. So much words. So much, oh my god, so much words. The written language. Just, why can't I just throw shit off my brain like I usually do? Like, or react, like, when we do that. So, yeah, I'm glad we did that and that was really fun. Yeah, what, fantastic. Uh, what, what do you have news in your world? What, what should we do next? What, what do you think? The, what, like... What should we do on our next episode that we won't probably won't ever do? Uh, something related to comics. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, that's right. We talked uh, yeah. about that. Some little like comics yeah. creators and yeah, and your comic comes history. Kind of, kind of some, yeah, some, some kind of that, so. uh, behind the scenes of comics and kind of what goes into them and how much Jack Kirby is the most badass person if, uh, ever. If you've seen the trailer for Thor Ragnarok, uh, that's. Basically all Jack Kirby. That's all like him. <laughs> his idea. Yeah, yeah just his, his imagery. Uh, yeah, his imagery. And that's, yeah. yeah. So just, that's a little taste of what you could get in a future episode. So, yeah. So, uh. Anything from you in your, your world? No, that, that was it. Oh. I was asking that you was like, what I was going to react to. Shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Oh, no. I mean, I could, I could contribute. Uh, I almost said contribute. I don't want. I almost <laughs> threw up there in my mouth. Uh, no. I could contribute next time. I mean, I did contribute this time. You did. Yeah. I'm sweating profusely just from <laughs> doing all that. Yeah. So uh. we are in. We are actually in a, a desert. Also, we decided to, to record this in the Sahara Desert and then, for yeah. Sahara. Oh my God, that's so yeah. funny! Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We, and then we we want to do like hands-on research, and they're like, uh, no, they they filmed that movie like, on a lot. Oh, like, God yeah. damn it! <laughs> we went out here for the nothing. Cleveland. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so. That was a fun episode, and uh, hopefully we can do another one soon. Yeah, let us know what your your favorite behind the scenes of movies or games are in our comments, or yell at us from a rooftop. We will try to hear you. Yes, and uh, thanks for doing that. And we hope to have pleased you. No, no, it's so creepy. I'm sorry I said that. I hope. Wait, we, oh God damn it! I'm terrible. I'm a terrible host. I'm terrible. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening, and have a good rest of your day, slash night, or weekend. Good night from us. Good night. <laughs>